we play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Big Easy Bets. This is episode number three. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Bruh, my mom's thinking somebody's trying to break into the house. All right, well, that doesn't sound good, but on this episode, we're recapping UFC 241, talking college futures, and we're also going to make our picks for this week's college games. So, do we need to go check on your mom? Dude, I was in Louisville this past weekend, and I get some text messages from my mom saying that somebody's trying to break into the back door, <laughs> and um, she ended up calling the police. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm leaving to come over here, and um, I get down the road. Of course, my mom goes, and she's checking all the doors, and uh, she texts me. She says, Nicholas. I mean, she calls me. She goes, Nicholas, every time you leave this house, I want you to lock both the locks. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, um... Yeah, so I'm thinking when I get home, there's going to be uh, three deadbolts. <laughs> well, can't blame her for being cautious. Yeah, she thinks there's a criminal enterprise on our street now. <laughs> she says, this neighborhood ain't what it used to be, I'm telling you, Nicholas. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, before we get started, I want to uh, I want to give a shout-out to my boy Tomo in San Francisco. He was not very happy that we did not mention uh, George Kittle on our last podcast for fantasy so my apologies i had him fourth on my list but still not that big on him garoppolo was not looking good five straight interceptions in practice that report got out and then first drive in the preseason game he throws a pick kittle with the skittles (laughs) all right all right there you go um all right so let's dive right into it ufc 241 if you listen to me you made some money if you listen to uh brick over here not so much what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I thought Cormier they won the fight. <laughs> <laughs> so no, nah, I'm just kidding. But uh, I felt Stipe stuck to his game plan. I don't know. Cormier was in control in the beginning. I felt like actually I would give round one to Cormier. Round two I felt like was more of a toss up. You could go either yeah. way. And then round three I felt like you had to give it to Stipe. He started really kind of asserting himself. And then when round four came out, I mean, Cormier just looked gassed. He looked, I mean, he always looks out of shape, but he just looked, you could tell, he was not, he had nothing left in the tank. And then Stipe just started rocking him with left hooks to the body. Yeah, I would give um, the first three rounds of Cormier, in my opinion, but just because of the pressure he was putting on him and uh, I thought he was getting All the, better of the, exchange, the better of the exchanges. Yeah. And even in the first round, I felt like that fight was almost stopped. Um at one point, but uh, Stipe ended up getting away on the ground. He was curled up, and Cormier was on top of him, hitting him. It looked yeah. like Herb Dean was about to stop the fight. but Herb Dean doesn't stop the fight for shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's not stopping him early anymore, bro. Herb Dean, <laughs> yeah, he stopped that one fight, he, the Robbie Lawler fight. Yeah. He thought he tapped. Well, I watched, uh, I can't remember which card it was, but he had two guys in back-to-back fights getting choked out unconscious oh, it was the last card um <laughs> the fight night with Herb Dean Cummings. said you gotta die in the <laughs> you gotta die in the yeah, octagon he's for not, me to uh, stop the making fight. that mistake again so Stipe came out with the uh fourth round TKO 
once he started hammering him with body shots, I mean, that was pretty much all she wrote. Cormier had no answer for it. So Nate Diaz and Pettis, I picked. We both picked Nate Diaz, so we both got that one right. I felt Nate Diaz just looked like the far superior fighter. It really wasn't even. I mean, it went to decision, but I mean, Diaz was in control the whole fight, in my opinion. Yeah, and we um even we predicted we talked about Pettis' soft hands. Well, it comes out that uh actually he broke one of his feet. His feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he uh he can't seem to uh. His bones is brittle. I know. He needs some more. Drink some more milk. Right. But um, and then the what I thought might have been the best fight of the night was Yoel Romero and uh, Costa. I felt like, I mean, those two were just going at it, throwing yeah. bombs, standing in the middle of the ring, just throwing bombs. You got a lot of people talking that that could be the potential fight of the year. Um, I don't understand a unanimous decision there, though. I felt like, in my opinion, I had Romero with a slight edge, but if they were to give it a split decision to Costa, that uh. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been mad at it, but a unanimous decision. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, me either. So I don't know. We we stayed away from that one though. That's uh, Brick said on the last podcast that he did not bet that one. He bet on Pettis and or he bet on Diaz and Cormier. So he we didn't know enough about Costa. We we didn't pretend like we knew more than we did. We stayed away from that one. So. All right, well, we got uh, some college futures that we're talking. You can go ahead and start it off, Nick. Um, Talking about the odds to win the national championship, you got Clemson and Alabama as big favorites. Clemson plus 180, Alabama plus 220. Then after that, you got Georgia, who's plus 750, Ohio State plus 900, Oklahoma. Oh, Ohio State? Yep. Really? Oklahoma and Michigan plus... 1300 both of them um and then after that you get a big drop off and you get to lsu who's plus 2600 that pays 26 to 1 i mean yeah 26 to 1 so uh so that's dropping what they open at 33 to 1 yeah either that or 30 to 1 something like that but that's crazy to me that in almost a top five team opened up at 33 to 1 i mean i know it they feel like it's so far like the top two are so far ahead of everybody else, but yep. I don't know. Um, I, I don't like Ohio State where they're at. I don't think Ohio State's going to have a good year. Yeah, a lot of people are big on Ohio State because of uh, the transfer from Georgia, Justin Fields, at quarterback. Yeah, even with that, I still I don't Justin know. Fields played a little bit last year yeah, I remember. for Georgia, and uh, he didn't impress me that much, so... Yeah, I, I wasn't blown away by his performance either. I mean, he's that, he's an athlete for sure, but... I don't know. Urban Meyer's not there on the sidelines anymore. I think Ohio State's going to take a little bit of a step back this year, but we'll see. Yeah, so. I like, in terms of the best bang for the buck pick here, I like LSU. I think um, this is the year that we will have the best chance to beat Alabama in the past. Yeah, I think Vegas had us as the betting favorite we have the highest percentage of a chance to beat Alabama this year as opposed to anybody else that they play so I mean I think this is the year we got everything the defense is obviously going to be as good as it always is if not better we got a run we got the number one running back recruit in Emory Burrow they said they brought in a uh a guy from the Saints who's implementing an air raid offense for the Joe Brady yep yep so I mean that's always been LSU's problem is they didn't have the quarterback yeah, and I like Burrow a lot. Um, 
I think bringing in Joe Brady as a passing game coordinator is going to help uh, the offense tremendously. In my opinion, LSU has the second best wide receivers in the country right behind Alabama. Um, you got Justin Jefferson coming back, Jamar Chase coming back. Another guy I like that hasn't been used as much as that I would like to see him be used is um, D. Anderson. Yeah. Big target. Um, they're moving Steven Sullivan to tight end, which is exciting. So the offense is going to be the real deal this year. They're going to spread it out, a lot of run pass options, um, and that's what it's going to take to have a chance to beat Alabama. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited for LSU this year. And in regards to the defense, was it you telling me about Stingley that uh, they said that if he were to hold a pro day tryout today, that he would be a top ten pick in the draft? Yeah, they were talking to um, Corey Raymond, the defensive backs coach for LSU, at LSU's pro day in the spring, and they were asking him about Derek Stingley Jr. and he responded with, "If he was." If he was working out today, that he would be a top 10 pick in this year's draft, which that's a big statement. You already have Christian Fulton at the other cornerback yep. who's proven to be a a very good cornerback. Um, you got Grand Delpit at safety who's the best defensive player in the country, yep. hands down. And Wearing the seven. You got um, Dave Aranda with the clipboard. He's undoubtedly the best uh, assistant coach in the entire country. So... Yeah, no, we got all the tools. We got everything we need to make a run at it this year. I think, it, I mean, just for sheer value alone, it's like, why would you not? Why would you not put some money on them? Where we come in ranked at six. Yep. Gonna have a big test week two against Texas. I don't even think that game's gonna be close. I think I think we're gonna run Texas right out of their own stadium. Yeah, and we, uh, another point to uh, mention is Caleb Von Chason is coming back. He yep. got injured in that Miami game. But before that, he was looking phenomenal in that game. No, yeah, they were talking about him with high praise, saying that uh, I read a quote saying that they think he could become one of the best linebackers, if not the best linebacker to ever play for LSU. And, I mean, I know LSU gets called DBU all the time, but, I mean, the linebackers that we put out into the draft, into the the NFL, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. NF, LSU. Yep. So what are the, uh, what's the Heisman Trophy odds looking like? Obviously, you got Tagovailoa and Lawrence as favorites, plus 250 for both of those guys. Um, I like Tagovailoa. I think he's the best quarterback in the country. I don't know. I'm kind of big on Trevor Lawrence. I feel like, I don't know, Lawrence has got the size. Lawrence can make any throw. I'm, two is good, don't get me wrong, but if I'm picking, i got to go with Lawrence. Yeah, I hear Lawrence this, Lawrence that, Peyton Manning, all of, Tagovailoa. Hands down, coming off off the bench in the national championship to bring his team back from the dead, unbelievable performance. I mean, um, it's got a bum ankle. I believe the Clemson Alabama game last year in the national championship was, uh, I believe, nine times out of ten, Alabama wins that game. I believe it was the tenth time that Clemson just so happened to get lucky against them. It was a blowout. I understand that, but I I believe that um, I don't Alabama call. didn't come out with the right mindset. Nick Saban takes responsibility for um, Nick Saban's a bum. Yeah, <laughs> they say that, but um, <laughs> numbers suggest otherwise. Um, 
I like Nick Saban. A lot of people hate on Nick Saban. A lot of people hate on Alabama, but I have nothing but respect and admiration for what they've been able to do, and I wish that LSU could do something like that. Yeah, no, in so, all seriousness, um, it's pretty ridiculous. But I don't know. I feel like I, I, I lean towards Lawrence there. Tua's got that bum ankle. I like Tua's um, ability to improvise, get out of the pocket, make plays. Um it was last year watching him play against LSU. I was telling somebody, I said, this guy reminds me just like Patrick Mahomes, except um, in in college. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Is Lawrence was a true freshman last year? Yep. Interesting. So um, Kicked old Kelly yeah, Bryant asking, to the curb. Yeah, they're oh, should Lawrence go to the XFL? <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon might pay him a, a yeah, good, good little Vince bit. Vince McMahon might have to break the bank to get that to happen, but... um. Yeah, he kicked old Kelly Bryant to the curb. Where'd he go? Arkansas? Um, no, not Arkansas. Missouri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they got banned from like uh, playing in a bowl game. Yep. But he stuck. He had the ability to transfer again without any uh, penalty. But he chose to stick with Missouri. We'll see how that goes. Um, so obviously those two guys are going to be at the top of the Heisman uh, list. But who el- who else you got? Yeah. Then you got Justin Fields from. From uh, transfer from Georgia, he's playing at Ohio State this year. Um, he was able to get an exception not to sit out this season. Uh, you got Hurts. Yeah, I'm, I don't believe in Hurts. Uh, if Hurts were to win the Heisman, it'd be the third year in a row that yeah. an Oklahoma quarterback wins a Heisman. Um, yeah, that's not happening. I don't know. I think Hurts is going to have a good season. I don't know about Heisman potential. Um, of course. Me graduating from LSU, going to LSU, um, I like Joe Burrow. 80 to 1 odds. That's a big payout. Um, I like Joe Brady coming in, revamping the offense. It's going to be a spread offense, a lot of four or five wide receiver sets. Yep. Um, going to be throwing the ball all over. I think Burrow is going to score a lot of touchdowns, not only passing but rushing too. They're saying Joe Burrow is going to uh, run the ball more. He's a deceptive runner. Um, he has deceptive speed. He's got the toughness to run. He doesn't slide. I like that about him. Yeah, go in there and hit with a linebacker. Right, yeah. So I like Burrow at the end of the day. Best bang for your buck, in my opinion. Uh, 80 to 1. If you put a dollar, it's 80 bucks. If you put $10, it's $800. <laughs> so, um, I mean, low risk, high reward with that bet. Yep. No, I like it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that one. I think Burrow's going to have a really good year. I think the offense is going to be great. I think this is – there's not going to be any excuse this year. There's always the – well, LSU never had a quarterback. We always needed a quarterback. There's no there's no excuse this year. We got the quarterback. We got what we need. We've got the right personnel. Yeah, and this year we don't have a clear-cut number one running back. Last year we didn't, but we still ran um, pro-style offense. Yep. This year we're going to spread it out. Use a committee of running backs. I think Emery's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be good, but you got, um, what's his name, Clyde Edwards? Clyde Edwards. Is it Edwards, Hilaire? Hilaire Ela- Edwards. Yeah, Hilaire Edwards. Hilaire Edwards. I think, I think. Um, I like him. They're saying even um, Fournette. What's his brother's name? Lenard. <laughs> Lenard <laughs> They couldn't Fournette. come up yeah. with another one. <laughs> yeah, they just changed one letter. Uh, Lenard Fournette. Um they're saying he could catch a lot of passes out the backfield this year. They're saying that uh, they think he might have a breakout season. That would be exciting to see. Um, 
but I do think that the offense is going to run through Joe Burrow heavily. I believe he's going to score the majority of the touchdowns. Yeah, it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That's, yeah, that's, that's on Edwards me. Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, yeah, that's on me. Um, yeah, what a name, Lenard. Yeah. Eh, his brother's name Leonard. We'll just name him Lenard. <laughs> Couldn't come up with anything. They were on their way. They're like, oh shit, we got to come up with something quick. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So Fournette, it's a great name. <laughs> it is. But uh, I like. I do name. like Burrow. I I do think Burrow's going to score a lot of touchdowns. So we're uh, we're not really going too far outside of our box with our futures picks. We we like LSU to win the national championship, and we like Joe Burrow. Look, this is my to win this the will Heisman. be my first year betting on LSU to win a national championship, and it will be my first year betting on um, a player from LSU to win the Heisman Trophy. So, so this isn't an every year kind of thing. This isn't just no. It's not like I yeah. put up a bet and I hope for him to win. I do believe that this is the best chances LSU has to beat Alabama than they've had since they last beat them in 2011 mm-hmm. when they um, beat them in Alabama 9-6. to six. They play in Alabama this year. It's going to be a tough game. Was that the Patrick Peterson versus Julio Jones game? Um, no, it was Patrick Peterson that just left. Did he? It was the, it was the game where they uh, Alabama missed oh, right, right, some right. field yeah, goals yeah. that yep. cost them the game. Right. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be the, a competitive game this year, and I'm excited for that to come up. I hope both teams are undefeated going into that game. Me too, me too. We got to get through Texas, but like I said, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna dismantle Texas. Texas. I don't believe in Ellinger. Neither does Terry Bradshaw. Everyone's hating on Ellen Ellinger. Terry Bradshaw said, uh, basically called him a bum. He said, Louis, trying to give Louis, uh, Louisiana Tech a pep talk. Okay. Come on. Oh, yeah. Chill LA out, Terry. Tech, they play him first game? Yeah, I think so. It's like, chill out, Terry. Y'all are going to get crushed. L.A. Tech, man. Terry Bradshaw, the the most, the luckiest quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, they say your boy was going to um, play in front of him if he didn't want to do duck hunting instead. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Robertson. Yeah, right. Duck, the duck Ro- Dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> Duck Dynasty. <laughs> oh, sorry, as Terry Bradshaw got lucky as hell winning four Super Bowls. All right, so let's move on to uh, this weekend's games. Finally, we got something to bet on other than UFC, which, don't get me wrong, I love UFC, but it's been a long time coming for some football. So we've got the Miami Hurricanes versus the number 8th-ranked Florida Gators. So this is a neutral site game, right? I think it's in Orlando. Mm, Beats me. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's a neutral site game. Uh, But, I mean, it's in Florida, so. Yeah, both teams from Florida. Yeah, not much of a neutral site. But right. um so yeah, Florida comes in ranked number eight. We're looking at about a seven point favorite. We've seen we've seen it vary by a half point here and there. Uh I think if you can find six and a half, then you hammer that without a doubt. But even even seven and seven and a half, you still gotta bet it, in my opinion. Florida's the pick for me. So they have Felipe Franks, who they're returning. Last season, he threw for 2,457 yards on with 24 touchdowns and only six interceptions. He's coming back for his junior year. And on the Miami side, they've got a new head coach in Manny Diaz, and they've decided that they're going to go with redshirt freshman quarterback Jaron Williams, who beat out Nikosi Perry and Tate Martell. Well, Jaron Williams, they had him listed as the least athletic quarterback of the three guys. And from what I was reading, the uh, – the Hurricanes, the team as a whole, was pretty shocked by the decision that they're going with Williams over Perry and especially over Martell, who was the Ohio State transfer. 
So, I mean, that right there just kind of, that's dysfunction, in my opinion, right there. They don't really, it's not who they were expecting. That might be a lot of guys, not everybody might be rallying around him, like, which I'm sure they, they're going to rally around him, but you get what I'm saying. It's not, it's not who they felt like was going to be the starter. I tend to go with the, the more experienced guy versus the guy who hadn't thrown a ball yet, so. Yep, I like Florida. Um, Felipe, big beefy ballpark Franks <laughs> is going to get the job done this week. Um, I would be surprised if Florida, if if this game's close. Um, I think Florida definitely wins by at least a touchdown. Um, I think it could even be a 17-point victory for Florida. Um, Miami's got a lot of question marks. They're not the team everyone thought they were going to be last year, and they're not going to be very good this year either, in my opinion. Um, new coach, new quarterback. Yeah, I think it'll be a short stint for Manny Diaz as head coach. I just think um, Florida has uh, too, many, um, too many weapons. The advantage in terms of coaching, in terms of uh, athleticism. Yeah, I mean, it's the, this uh, is the SEC. We have, uh, undoubtedly have the um, the strongest conference. The strongest conference in terms of week in and week out uh the way the talent spread around this conference versus other conferences yeah so florida's returning dan mullen um he's he was the head coach last year he's the guy from mississippi state and he had some some success there so he's returning for his second year so now he's got a full season under his belt he's got a lot of guys returning they also have defensive coordinator todd grantham coming back he turned down the cincinnati Bengals head coaching position so florida's defense is always up there they've always they've always got good defensive backs they've got cj henderson a guy at cornerback who i really like and they're also getting back a healthy marco wilson who's coming off an acl tear but from what i'm reading he's a full go so they have potential to have two of the top cornerbacks in the sec also coming back is running back uh lamical p ryan who from what i was reading has potential to be one of the best running backs in the sec which i don't know a ton about him i remember him a little bit from last year but I mean, he's been impressing in camp from what I've been reading. So the only real main question for Florida is that linebacker, but that's not enough to sway me from betting on him. Not even close. Yeah, I was reading something where it said um, Florida's offense is returning um, all their players except for uh, Jordan Scarlett, the running back last year that gave LSU fits. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, that's a good sign. You got a quarterback who's – who they're saying is going to be able to take the next step to be one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Yeah, he's got comfort with. He's got his guys. Yeah, and he's back. got all his all his receivers back. So I mean, and I don't get me wrong, I'm not huge on Felipe Franks. Like, I think LSU. He didn't look very good against LSU, but nobody really looks great against LSU. Most don't. But yeah. I mean, I'm not picking Felipe Franks for a Heisman or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, but to beat Miami, I mean, one of my one of my biggest bets last year was. Uh, centered around Duke beating Miami. And, uh, I mean, it's Duke. Come on. Yeah, the Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, we're not playing basketball here. Zion Williamson, baby. Yep. So uh, that's the pick there. Florida, minus seven. We we love it. We think they're going to beat them by at least two touchdowns. So we'll see what happens. But that's who we're going with. We're going with the Florida Gators. Go Gator. Go Gator. Go Gator. Ooh. <laughs> Yep. Go Gators. There you go. There you have it. All right. Um, So let's move on to Arizona and Hawaii. Arizona is coming in as a 10.5-point favorite. Not going to lie, I don't know too much about this game to feel real comfortable betting on it. I know Arizona's 5-0 all-time against Hawaii. 
And uh, just like Florida's returning Dan Mullen for his second year, Arizona has Kevin Sumlin coming back. Sumlin was the Texas A&M coach. He had a decent amount of success there. He was the head coach for the uh, Johnny Football era, so we all know how exciting of a time that was for college football. But uh, So Arizona and Hawaii, what do you got for us, Nick? Um, Hawaii, usually not a good football team. They lose a lot of in-state talent uh, to the mainland United States. Um, LSU has a couple of Hawaiian defensive linemen. The Tagovailoa brothers both went to Alabama. Uh, another big name is Mariota. Flew halfway across the Pacific Ocean to get the hell out of there. <laughs> um, so, at the end of the day, Arizona's not a big powerhouse in terms of football either, but uh, I do like Kevin Sumlin as a football coach. I do think he was a good football coach at A&M. Uh, ran into some rough years there at the end. Eventually got replaced by Jimbo Fisher. Um, I like Arizona's quarterback Khalil Tate he'll be a senior this year played most of last year injured um he's coming back he's a dual threat quarterback he'll be able to run a lot more this year and they're gonna give defense fits this year all right so what do you think about the spread then yeah with all that being said uh this game's still played in Hawaii I know those Hawaiians are passionate about anything that has to do with anything about Hawaii so um hold on let's just are you saying Hawaii? Yeah. Hawaii? Yeah. Like Kawhi Leonard? Hawaii. I think it's Hawaii. 49th state. <laughs> I think it's, it, it's pronounced Hawaii. Hawaii. Was, was, was Hawaii the 50th state? I don't know. This is a sports I, podcast. I have no clue. So, uh, <laughs> it's in a geography podcast. Right. Um, um, anyways, Hawaii's and the Hawaiians, they're passionate. So... Um, being ten and a half point underdogs to open the season at home is somewhat disrespectful. Um, Arizona going to Hawaii, there could be some distractions there with uh, a little jet lag. Yeah, jet lag, um, beaches, beautiful women. Uh, it's a recipe for a lackluster performance, in my opinion. So um, I really wouldn't know where to go with the spread on this one. Um, Hawaii passes the ball a lot. Yeah, I know. I got a stat on Arizona's defense. They have uh, last year they gave up at least 200 passing yards in every game except three, and they only had uh, seven interceptions. Yeah, so um, considering that, and considering that Hawaii's bringing back 18 starters from last year is another thing um, to keep in consideration. They went eight and six last season. Uh, Arizona went five and seven. So um, yeah, if I have the stat correct, I'm pretty sure Hawaii brought back uh, every starter on their offensive line. Yeah, they're bringing back a lot of starters. It is at home. So it's tough to bet against Hawaii in, in this game, in my opinion. But a bet I do like is the over-under. It's at 73. I think that this game stays under 73 total points. Yeah, I agree. I mean, first first game of the season, like you said, they're tra- Arizona's traveling far. So, I mean, the offenses are going to be sloppy. This is where everyone's going to have to figure out the identity of their team, and they're working out all the kinks. So... I mean, 73 is a lot of points. I think I agree with the under there as well. Yep. All right. Well, so those are the picks. We have Florida at seven-and-a-half-point favorites. You might be able to find it as a touchdown favorite. So Florida, and then we have Arizona and Hawaii, the under. We're staying away from the spread on that one because it's – I mean, we just don't – it's it's too early. We don't too know enough. Too many question marks. Yeah, so we're staying away from the spread on that one. So you have Florida, seven-and-a-half-point favorites, and then we've got Arizona and Hawaii with the under. 
So that ought to wrap it up for the uh, third episode of Big Easy Bets. We want to say thank you guys for listening in. You can follow us on Twitter at Big Easy Bets. And as always, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. And we're happy to announce that we are now on iTunes as well. So Apple Podcast, you guys can go and uh, subscribe. Give us five stars if yeah, you like yeah, what you yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah, Hit that subscribe button. And uh, so let us know if we, uh, if we give you guys some winners. you got to let us know and give us your feedback. We'd really appreciate it. You guys have a good one. Praise God. We just got to do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish small. Yes, from the top. One, two, three, three.